Hello, everyone. You are listening to Wins and Losses. This is Phil Strunk, the host of the podcast. Always great to be back with you for another edition of Wins and Losses. And uh, in particular, now with the start of the school year, I've had a few weeks to kind of uh, reflect. Because this is the first year that our school has gone one-to-one. Every single student at our school has Chromebooks. And I have to tell you, this has been a huge game changer. Please don't get me wrong. I am not a believer that... um, you know, we need to be going 100% paperless, and I'm not a believer that technology is the only tool out there, but it is a very significant tool. It's a tool that our students are going to be using in their futures, and so having them or them having easy access to technology in school now through this initiative has been a huge, huge opportunity for teachers across the board at our school. And so I'd like to spend some time reflecting on uh, some of the wins that I've had and, you know, also some of the losses that I've had as well as we've started this new year. The biggest win by far has to be App Day. This is something that I spent the summer working on, and it's a hyperdoc that teaches my students how to use some of the essential apps that we're working with at the start of this year. So we're talking about Powtoon, Canva, uh, Screencastify, Flipgrid, and the G Suite apps. This was something that was a bit of a step outside of my comfort zone because, truthfully speaking, working with apps isn't exactly standards aligned. But I knew that if they if they mastered these apps, then whenever I asked them to take more innovative approaches to meeting the standards throughout the course of the year, they'd be better prepared for them. Very thankful that our ITRT, Pat Hausman, was able to sit down, review those hyperdocs for me, and then even come in and help co-teach for me for a few days as well so that the students were getting a high-quality Uh, education on how to utilize these these various apps very pleased with what i've seen from them then and i can't wait to see the sort of things that we're going to be able to do over the course of the year because we have this base foundation on how these apps work in addition to that i would i spent the summer rethinking how i wanted to do my do nows my warm-ups and the conclusion that i came to was that i wanted to utilize google classroom Google Classroom's updates this summer has been phenomenal. Uh, And one of the things that's not really an update, but they've kind of redesigned the look of it is the class stream, which has made it really easy for me to post warm-ups in there. I post warm-up questions as a discussion post, and students, my, my requirement for them is you have to come up with one original post and then reply to another student. And we've talked about what do these replies look like to each other. And what I've seen are students engaging in conversations with each other about content and and about the different uh, and about the different questions that I have for them. And sometimes they're very serious. Sometimes they're a little silly, and you know that's because sometimes I plan them to be a little bit silly. I want them to have fun as we do these activities. I've been impressed by the maturity that I'm seeing from my students. As we've gone into these discussions, they're very respectful to each other um, as as they talk to each other and engage in in this dialogue. And so I've been pleased with what I've seen there. And I've also been pleased with the growth mindset that I've been seeing from my students. I asked them at the start of the year to to give me their best because I'm going to give them my best as well. And so that means that if there's a challenge, if you have a question with technology, don't just you know close your Chromebook and say, I don't get it. Think about how can I overcome this obstacle? 
What are resources that I now have at my fingertips that can help me solve these problems? And I've been impressed by how many times students have been working with each other, taking up leadership roles in the classroom, teaching each other as well. Uh, you know, Robin Jackson says, never work harder than your students. And these first few weeks of school, I've definitely felt like my students have been doing the heavy lifting. They're the ones that have been doing a lot of the learning. And it's been really exciting to watch, especially my sixth graders who I'm teaching for the first time as they're working through a geography hyperdoc right now too. I kind of fell in love with hyperdocs this summer, by the way. Um, as they've been working through these geography hyperdocs, I've been loving to see the different things that they've been creating. And I've been loving to see my seventh graders as they work through their civil war hyperdoc, as they've been engaging at their own pace. I've been doing a lot of hyperdocs early on because I want them to be familiar with the format, but also because I love the idea that as students are working independently, I'm able to work with students who really need a lot of support. And so some of my students, I'll go through and check in and everything's totally fine. You know, I'll say, this looks amazing. You're doing great work. Keep up the good work. And they're just check-ins. And then there are other students who need those supports, who are raising their hands saying, Mr. Strunk, can you help me find this? Or how do I do this? And so being able to have this flexible time that I'm able to work with these students who need who need support the most has been very rewarding. And I think it's going to pay huge dividends as the year goes on. And so I feel like I've been seeing a lot of wins, especially when at the end of each block, I ask them to give me one to fives. Now, I don't do this every block, but I try to do it every couple of blocks where I, I say, you know, put up one finger if you've learned absolutely nothing today and it was just a big waste of time. I've not seen any ones yet, thankfully. And uh, and give me a five if you've learned a lot. Most of the time, I see fours and fives. And if I see anything less than a four, I try to talk to that student and say, hey, you know, what was missing? What can I do better? What sort of opportunities can I provide to you so that you feel like you're learning more? Most of the time, the, the twos or threes are like, they came in and they said, oh, you know, I've been to such and such place or my parents spent a lot of time teaching me this stuff at home. So I, I kind of came in knowing about it, which is good for me to know because then I'm able to create different enrichment opportunities. And so you know, I had a student who knew a lot about geography already and different geographic features. And so once he finished his hyperdoc, I gave him the enrichment activity of go create your own world and utilize the geographic features that we've discussed and think about where people live, what people will eat, create a travel guide to this world that you are creating, understanding the geographic principles that we've already discussed. This is a sixth grader doing this stuff. I mean, I'm not 100% sure I could have done it to the degree that I'm seeing some of these sixth graders create these things. It's really powerful. It's really exciting to see. And the students who are struggling, they're working incredibly hard. They're showing great perseverance, great grit, not giving up. And I think they're learning a lot too. When I go to check in on them, you know, they might be moving at a slower pace, but as I'm working with them, I'm seeing these great thought processes. I'm seeing the gears turning in their heads. And so it's great to be able to support them in their learning as well. And, and to feel like I'm meeting the needs of all of my students. It's great. It's an awesome start. But, you know, I also don't want to be the paperless classroom. And so I've asked students as well, how much are you using your Chromebooks in other classes? And, and they've all said, we use it the most in here. And so don't get me wrong, you know, I, I don't think there's a problem with using technology a lot, but I also don't want it to be that paperless room because I think that there are students that can be incredibly innovative in their approaches using paper and pencil. 
and so I ask the the follow up is always you know do you like using the Chromebooks as much as you do in this class and it's it's a unanimous yes I really like how much we're using them it's a lot of fun using them but I also want to make sure I'm providing opportunities that are non tech related to be innovative and so I've I've been sitting and reflecting and thinking about you know in this upcoming unit what are some ways that I can allow for innovation to occur outside of a Chromebook how can I use paper and pencils to create and, and color pencils and markers and everything else to create these innovative exciting engaging activities so a lot of it has been I looked at what I've done in years past and thought okay how can I take this and revamp it or you know how can I this worked really well in the past I'm gonna bring this back in and utilize it this year as well because I want to make sure that my students are able to see and feel innovation in so many different facets and different components or different ways I want them to feel like this classroom is going to push them but it's not just going to be hey type this or write this or design this on a Chromebook but show me in the way that works best for you and so I've been debating and, and contemplating and spending a lot of time talking um, you know talking to myself of course in, in this case thinking about how can I make sure that I am not only using the Chromebook, but I'm using a lot of different ways to allow for innovation to continue to grow and continue to spark in my classroom. Technology is a powerful tool, but it's not the only tool, and I want to make sure the students understand that as well. And so in the upcoming units, as I've been reflecting, I've been trying to work out a more blended approach of tech and non-tech options for my students to be able to show me everything that they know and they've mastered. So far, I think the start of this year has been a really, really good start. I think that my students are creating a lot of amazing products, and I cannot wait to see what they're going to do over the course of the next few uh, weeks and then months and, and whenever it's in June, be able to look back and say, look at everything we did. But I want to make sure also that I'm using tech and non-tech. I'm using a balanced approach to make sure my students are getting everything they need. And throughout the course of this year, there's going to be wins and there's going to be losses. And so I'm thankful for this podcast to be able to give me the opportunity to spend some time reflecting on those wins and those losses. So I can take these losses and turn them into future wins as well. Thank you all so much for listening. Hope to see you Thursday night in Whale Chat at 9 p.m. Eastern. Have a great day. Bye-bye.